When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, I'm switching up some things. And when I say that, I'm not switching up a lot. I'm just literally renaming my kind of episodes that I usually do. And you know, if you've been listening to me, I like to do something called first impressions, sometimes midpoint impressions, and then final impressions of dramas. I even do overall impressions of a drama if I did not do an episode on it at all, and then I come back and I want to talk about it. So I am going to be switching that up slightly. I'm not going to be calling it my kind of impressions anymore. Um, As you can see by this title, we are going to be doing Midpoint Thoughts on Island. And the name that I have given that is actually Hold Up, Um, because I want these episodes to be where I am at the midpoint of a story and I'm saying hold up to myself and to the story. And I'm like, let's evaluate where I stand with this story and this drama. So that is what we'll be doing with Island today. I want to kind of hold up and kind of pull the reins back and kind of just look at where I am with this drama Island. And I'm going to, of course, start maybe with like a little quick synopsis of what this, this drama is even about so that we can both be on the same kind of playing field of like what this story is. And then I'll get into my midpoint thoughts. And excuse me if I continue to do um, <laughs> The Island and Island because I want to call it The Island so bad, but obviously it's just titled Island. So forgive me if I go in and out of that throughout this episode. But yes, let's go ahead and let's just kind of hold up and see where we are with Island because we are on episode six. I will say that I am under the impression that Island is going to be a total of 12 episodes. However, they have broken it up so that we get the first six episodes now. And then later on, maybe I think a month or two from now, they're going to give us the next six episodes. I believe that's what I read somewhere online. So if that's not correct, please correct me so we all know what's going on. But I think that's what they're doing. So I have watched the first six episodes and I am ready to kind of evaluate where I stand with this drama before we get this following part of Island. So what is Island even about? Let's go into that. So Island is actually, not actually, like all of our new dramas, it's based off of a webcomic. And I believe the webcomic came out around, um, it was a a long running one, 2016 to around 2018, I believe. I am not familiar with the webcomic, didn't know anything about it prior to this drama coming out. Um, So I don't have any kind of background knowledge on this story coming into it. And I'm saying that because whenever you have a webcomic, you know, turn K drama. People follow the K, you know, follow that to the K drama. They they like to see the adaptations of something that they love or what or that they've you know read already, and 
So they have prior knowledge going to that drama. They know kind of the characters that they are expecting to see. They kind of know the relationships they are expecting to see. And they understand the kind of basis of the story and the plot. So even if the drama doesn't do the best of job of explaining that setup, they already have that inherent going into the drama. So that's something they don't have to, you know, the drama doesn't have to necessarily do really, really well <laughs> for people who already have are familiar with the story. So it's always kind of like a fine line when you're doing adaptations. Do you kind of relax and fall back on that prior knowledge of your readers, of the readers um, of a, you know, a text that is being turned into a drama? Do you kind of say, hey, they they should get they should get this. We're gonna just kind of speed through this. They should understand what's going on and let's go. And that's what I was nervous about with Island just starting it. I, again, didn't know really much about it. I kind of just saw the cut, like the little teaser, not even the teaser. I saw the actual poster for it, didn't pay much attention to it, just saw who was the cast and knew I wanted to watch it. Didn't look further into it as you have heard me say time and time again, I am not one to try to get a lot of background information on my drama so that I don't find a reason not to watch it <laughs> or not to start it. So I kind of just jump in blindly. And that's what I did with Island. But I also was kind of hesitant because again, this was going to be based off a webcomic. So I am always weary with adaptations. Like, are you going to have the space to tell your story in this kind of drama format? Are you going to, you know, be able to really unfold uh, the story of a, a long, running webcomic like something like this. I don't know. We don't know, right? Until we jump in. But I'm leading it all up to say because the the story and the kind of plot and this kind of background that you may want to know going into Island, I want to kind of set that up for you. It's a lot. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I'm basically going all around the world to say is it's a lot. And I, I don't even know a real kind of full synopsis of this this first six episodes, so bear with me if I ramble through the synopsis, but also I'm going to try not to give like a full, full, full in-depth synopsis because that's not what these hold up episodes are supposed to be about. So let me just kind of set up the scene a little bit and give you a little bit on the, you know, the characters and then we'll go from there to my uh, midpoint thought. So the story is set on um, Jeju-do or Jeju Island um, and it's about these three main characters. And our three main characters are respectively um, <laughs> have their kind of positions um, in this this kind of fantasy world that the story sets up. And in this fantasy world, we are introduced to this kind of myth of Tamra, which is the ancient name of Jeju-do. And this kind of myth of Tamra is that at one point in ancient times, this island was the place where all the demons and evil spirits in the world were trapped. Um, they were basically stuck on this island and that was purposeful so that they didn't get out and destroy the world, right? And so the people who were living on this island with these evil spirits, they were, of course, trying to survive and, and keep these spirits at bay. And at this time, one of the kind of rulers of Jeju-do believes that the only way they can really help, you know, fight these demons and keep these demons where they want to keep them is to create these kind of hybrid 
um, people where they are half human and half demon. So they have the strength and the power of a demon so they can then fight against demons and then protect the people of the island. So this is kind of this grand plan. However, the horrible thing that takes place to create these human hybrids is that they start taking little children, little boys and um, cutting them and pouring demon blood into their um, into these these wounds that they give these children, and of course, this demon blood is so powerful and and horrific to these these young kids that a lot of them don't survive this kind of process. Um, however, we do get two little boys that survive this, and they are named at the time of them being kind of changed into this human slash demon hybrid. Um, Von, played by. Um, Kim Nam-gil, well, not the young actor, but you know, he grows up to be Kim Nam-gil. Um, and then we also have Gong-tan, um, who is played by Sung Joon older. And Von and Gong-tan are brothers and they are these young boys who survived this kind of process of being changed into the half-demon human hybrids. Um, but also because they are demons at, at kind of the base of them, they, well, they're humans at the base of them, but then they have this this demonness to them. They are danger. They are a danger to the people still. So they kind of keep them locked up and imprisoned. And then they try to train them so that they, you know, know how to fight these demons over time. So these young boys are subjected to this horrible kind of um, training to become, you know, these demon fighters, these demon slayers. And while these boys are subjected to this, we have um, a young girl who's also in this village and she is aware of these two boys that are dealing with this kind of trauma of being turned into a half demon. And her name is Wan Jung. And um, we know at some point in this first six episodes that Wong Jung is, as a young girl, she is a saint. She is to grow up to be a saint, a savior of the world. And um, at the time, because that is what she is, she is a savior, seeing these two boys in this horrible condition, she, you know, kind of comes up with a plan to save them. And in the process of saving them, she ends up getting hurt by Vaughn because, again, they are young kids trying to balance out feeling, you know, with their demon side. And he ends up hurting her, but he doesn't want to, obviously. That's the last thing he wants to do as she's helping them escape. But after he wounds her, she, you know, is at risk of, you know, falling extremely ill. So they return, once they have escaped, they return back to the village um, so that she can be taken care of. Um, And in the process of her, after she recovers, from this, they of course lock the two boys back up. But then she comes to visit them after she recovers and she lets them know that she's going to be sent away soon. And that is for her training. I believe that's what they said. She said she was going to be leaving for her training. Um, and I believe that was tied to her in this saint um, life that she was supposed to take on. So I guess she had to train to be a saint. I don't know. But she tells um, Vaughn specifically that she will come back for him. She will come back for them and she will save them both. And she even tells Vaughn, it's such a beautiful little scene with these young actors. She tells him, even if you feel like dying, like even if you feel like giving up, don't, because I promise you, I promise you I'll come back and I'll save you. And it was just so beautiful. And so of course, Vaughn is just like, okay. And then this is kind of the end of these young boys and our one Jung character. This is kind of their little ending as children. Now let's kind of fast forward to the, the 
later on in this kind of myth of this ancient moment. So they have grown up our demon slayers, or supposedly demon slayers, um, Gong Tan and Don, and so has Wang Jung. And Wang Jung is actually played by Yi Dahi, you know, as an adult. And she is, again, supposed to save the world during this ancient moment of the this evil spirits and the demons trying to take over the world. And she is in the, she is in the process of saving the world from this. That is what she's fulfilling her purpose. But before she has fully fulfilled her purpose, she is killed by Bond. And again, we don't really know what triggered that besides the fact that he is half demon, you know, like he can't, yeah, we don't know if he can't control himself. We don't know, but either way he ends up killing her. And so the myth ends that a saint saving the world from the demons. And she does that, uh, but she doesn't finish the job kind of thing because she is killed by Vaughn. And that is the legend of Tamna or Jejudo. Now fast forward and we are in present day. And then we meet Vaughn again, Kim Nangul. Um, and he is, of course, um, a kind of a, a mortal creature. He's half demon, half human. So throughout these ancient times, he is still, you know, in present day. Um, and he is still protecting and fighting against the demons in Tamna, I mean, sorry, in Jejudo. He is still fighting against them. Um, we also meet um, Johan, or Johan, um, and you know I love me a good Johan character because uh, my favorite character of all time. Okay, let's not talk about that, but Johan, and he's played by Chao Un Wu, and Chao Un's character, Johan, is actually a very young Catholic priest and he is an exorcist. He performs exorcisms. So that's basically what we kind of get from right, right off the bat. Um, and then we also meet Juan Miho, who was played by Idahi as well. So Juan Miho, we find out, is the incarnation of Juan Jung. Um, she does not know this. She is not aware of this. She is a kind of wealthy future heiress of like this big hotel chain and in the process of her fighting for her rights to take over the hotel and fighting her her family, you know, that whole thing with heiresses <laughs> and dramas, she ends up getting to, into some trouble and she is then sent to Jeju-do. So she starts off, we start off with her in Seoul, but she ends up coming to, to Jeju-do. And the same with, with Johan, we meet him, I think in Italy, and then he ends up being sent to Jeju-do because he is supposed to find the saint or the reincarnation of this saint and help her fight against the evil, right? So our three main characters, Thon, um, Won Miho slash Won John and Johan all kind of convene in Jeju-do. And they are convening there because that's where the demons are and the evil and to, to stop them, the demons and the evil from escaping the island, they have to basically join forces. So that is basically the synopsis of Island. So I don't do it justice at all, but I'm just letting you know that's kind of the setup. So with that setup, let's go into my midpoint thoughts, because again, this is just episodes one through six. So we are nowhere near the end of the story. But in these first six episodes, we get all that set up. We get the backstory of the ancient time and what's going on with Vaughn when he is a young boy and he's with Wonjong and all of that. Then we get our present day situation where we have one Miho kind of finding herself back in Jeju-do and she is supposed to be awakened at some point by 
who knows what, but she needs to awaken this, you know, reincarnation that she is, or Wang Zhang, who she is the reincarnation of, so that she can then succeed in saving the world fully from the evil and demons. Um, so this is basically my, and this is my midpoint thoughts because, oh my goodness, this is my, one of my dreams of a drama. It's one of my dreams of a K-drama. When I tell you it's one of my dreams of a K-drama, and I'll tell you why. Because my I, I do enjoy anime. I don't talk about anime on <laughs> my podcast, obviously, but I do enjoy anime. And two of my favorite animes of all time um, are actually Blue Exorcist and Demon Slayer. <laughs> so... I mean, favorite, two of my absolute favorite animes of all time. And for that to be my favorite, kind of my favorite animes, this is that combined. I get Blue Exorcist and Demon Slayer all in one, (laughs) all in one. So you have Vaughn, who is a Demon Slayer, even though he's a half human half demon himself and that's very similar to blue exorcist who's the spawn of satan but then also very similar to demon slayer because we have a demon who ends up you know helping the demon slayers but okay neither oh my gosh so excited but then you also have johan who's an exorcist right so then you have an exorcist in this story as well and you just combine that and you just have one of my favorite things like uh, one of my favorite things i am loving this setup. So I did not know this going into this drama that this was the setup, but man, when I figured that out in the first episode, I was, I was just like, I am, I am overjoyed. (laughs) I am overjoyed to be watching this right now. So that is my first kind of midpoint thought is how much this was made for me. This, this was written for me. And I now am like, I'm probably gonna have to go and and read their web comic because it's made for me. It's literally made for me. Um, But then the next thing that I really, really, that really stood out to me was that I am aware that this um, drama was shot back in 2021, I believe. So it's taken it about quite some time for it to actually be released. And it makes sense because you can tell a lot of money and post-production, okay, went into this drama. It is Hollywood quality. I When I tell you it's, it gives you Hollywood, I thought I was like in a movie theater, like watching this like grand, um, you know, fantasy, action, um, comedy. <laughs> I mean, it was so hype. Like, it was like hype, you know, fast paced and the, the special effects and the CGI, like all of it was just like, I love it. It was, it was giving you Hollywood. So the post-production that went into this, the time that went into this drama, it is so evident from episode one. You can tell nothing but money and all the post-production, all those, t- all the time and all the months in the year or so that it took to make this, it is showing its tail. Like it really is showing in the very first episode. I was blown away by the quality of this drama. So I've been like, why is this just like sitting on Prime? Like, I mean, I guess it is fine on Prime, Amazon Prime, but it's just like, it should be released in the theaters. Like it's so, I mean, the quality is just so evident. Oh my gosh, it is so high quality. The next thing that stood out to me was the the way that this story positions these three main characters and how they are 
um, combined, they have these different, there's like an exorcist, there's a saint, and then there's a demon slayer, right? Or slash demon. And the fact that those three have to kind of form a team, which we haven't really seen the team fully formed. So that's the fun part that I, I'm going to talk about as far as like part two expectations. But like they are, ha- they have to form this team to, you know, overcome the evil, you know, in the world. <laughs> and I love, I love things like that. I've said this multiple times. I love when there's like a formed team or like, you know, a found family, like when you have to put people together who don't really make sense together. But in the end, they end up making sense together so that they can overcome some kind of, you know, grand issue or problem or fight against evil. And it's just so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. The other thing is, I thought it was going to be quite scary. It is horror-esque because we're dealing with these demons um, and the demons are really on the screen like you get to see people succumbed by the demons and then over you know then over time turning into a demon themselves and you can see the demons presenting with like the horns and you know the special effects makeup you know you you see all of that on screen and it's not very scary to me at all and I thought it was gonna be but it's not I don't know I should it be scary I don't really know like ooh, that some people may find that um a little bit of a a letdown, you know, if you have like this horror-esque fantasy um, drama, you kind of want to be scared. And I'm not scared. I'm going to be, I'm not scared. So I don't know if that is a fault of the drama, but there is something that's kind of comedic and lighthearted about it as well. So I don't think the demons are supposed to be so terrifying that you're scared to like watch it. So I think that's okay for this drama. At least for me, it is. I don't think they need to be scary. And so I love that we, because it is, it's not like this lighthearted drama, like, but there are a lot of fun, funny moments. And hey, you got to keep it light sometimes when you're dealing with exorcisms and demons and evil, you got to keep it light sometimes. So that's why it feels so much like an anime to me on Come Alive on screen um, because it, 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 I mean, it is. I mean, it has the same setups of that and it's handling all these kind of mythical and fantastical um, characters and they're doing that and they're showing it on screen beautifully. Um, like I said, the special effects and everything looks perfect to me. I don't have any problems with the CGI or anything like that. Um, and I just, I just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And it feel, and that even like the kind of comedy aspect, because I feel like same thing with Demon Slayer and Blue Exorcist, like a lot of those animes are just funny too. You can't help it, right? And then there's also this kind of journey that we have our character have that we have a character that has to go through. And that character, um, and this is a perfect segue to talk about the characters for me. So Wan Miho, who again is played by Ida He, she is the reincarnation of this saint from ancient times. And the thing that I like about the setup of this Miho character in the future, I mean in the present, is that she is not aware that that is who she is. But the minute she sets her, her you know, sets a foot and Jeju Island. The demons and everybody who, the ancient people of the island recognize her immediately. Like she's here. One John reincarnation is here and she's immediately under attack. Like immediately. They're like, we gotta kill her before she awakens that saint of, um, you know, One John. We have to 
get rid of her. So that's immediately the start of this drama and the action that we see in this drama is this this character who does she's just like a you know rich heiress who's like in trouble. So she gets sent to Jeju Island to like make herself look good by becoming a you know working as a teacher at this school, um, and she can't even catch her breath when she lands because she's immediately attacked, <laughs> immediately attacked by demons, and she. Obviously, he's concerned and confused, doesn't know what's going on. But Don, he is there to protect and save her. So he comes in and he immediately starts to fight off these demons for her and then like disappears on her. And she's like, who is this man in a suit who keeps appearing and saving me? Like, who is he? Please protect me. I need your help. And so they have to, and then Sue basically enlists him um, as this this kind of bodyguard to help protect her from these these creatures that seem to attack her at every turn. Um, and so it's like this kind of journey for this character who doesn't even know who she is, but is being subjected to all these horrible things because of something she doesn't even know she is. And she has to find that out. She has to go through the journey of finding out who she is is the reincarnation of so that she can kind of unlock it or unleash this person and then she can start fighting back and so in the first six episodes we get to see that where she's like I don't know what's going on but I just know this is people are dying left and right I'm I'm my life is at risk every time every time I open my eyes and it's just like I have to learn who what's going on so I can start fighting back and I really really like that so in the second half obviously we should be getting her finding out who that is and unlocking that and unleashing that so that they can you know fight against the evil but then the other thing about characters that I um, want to point out is again the the Vaughn and the Johan character so Vaughn breaks my heart. <laughs> Vaughn breaks my heart because Vaughn is this little boy. That's what I see when I look at Vaughn. He's this little boy who gets um, this unfortunate fate of being turned into this half demon and also being immortal. Like he has to live through all of this, even after he kills Wonjon, who you can tell he cared a lot about, even as a child. The fact that he ends up killing her, he feels like he is living this life um, and he cannot die, this immortal life, because he has to basically, in some way, repent from that. Um, and in repenting for that, it's basically continuing to fight these, slaying these demons and protecting the island. And now that Wonjong's reincarnation is here, now it's protecting her. And so I feel really sad, you know, for him because he's like he's very he he has lived a very long, miserable life. Um, he he's guilt he feels guilt, you know, and it's just you can see it. And I think that's Nam Gill's performance, of course, because you just your heart breaks for him. It really, really does. And I love him. I just I just want to hold him, you know, this this demon. I just want to hold him. Um, and the other thing, of course, is that he is nervous and he's afraid that the same thing that happened in the ancient times with um, him and Wonjong is going to happen with him and Miho. He thinks he's going to not be able to control his demon nature and end up killing her again. And so that is another thing that he's fighting against. It's like, do I stay near her to protect her or do I stay away from her to protect her? Like, I don't know. And I, do I need to protect her from me? I don't know. But all he knows right now is that he can't not protect her. So every moment he thinks he's going to leave her on by the wayside, he immediately jumps back in to save her for something. So 
just lovely, 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 lovely. Um, and then Johan, our Catholic priest, our very young Catholic priest, um, our exorcist. I love him. <laughs> I, love him. I love him. He's adopted and he ends up living in Italy after a very traumatic childhood where he gets separated from his older brother and and gets taken advantage of by a family that said they were adopting him and then really just were using him and his brother so that they could have organs for their sick son. But we're not going to go into that. But he ends up becoming a priest. And so he doesn't lose his faith after that horrible childhood, which is, I think, beautiful. And he ends up actually leaning into his faith and becoming a priest and and he is the youngest and he has these accolades as this very the youngest um exorcist who's like so amazing at what he does and performing his exorcism so he's very cocky (laughs) and he's very proud and he kind of is like i you know i'm i know who i am i know what i can do and so when he gets to jejudo with miho he's there to help awaken wonjong and he's helped to you know protect her and keep her safe and fight evil but he finds his limitations there he doesn't when he meets vaughn who he is obviously very skeptical of because vaughn is a demon and he to him that's all vaughn is you're like you're just a demon and I really should be you know killing you I should be performing an exorcism on you you know but he he meets his maker kind of in a way with Vaughn and that he sees his limitation as his as an exorcist so he realizes the importance of Vaughn and his his process of trying to keep Vaughn away from Miho he ends up realizing how much he he kind of fills in the gaps for him. But then the same thing happens with Vaughn, where he, over time now, and him no longer kind of leaning into his demonness and kind of leaning more into his human side, he's starting to lose some of that strength and that power that the demonness gives him. And so he starts to realize that he can't fight the demons and the evil all on his own. So that's where you kind of see, and I think I love this, where you see Johan and Vaughn seeing the importance of one another and how they are both needed to do this work, especially in this kind of, this work in protecting um one Miho. So I just really love that moment in the story when you start to see like, okay, they need each other. They have limitations in their respective kind of spaces as a demon slayer and an exorcist and they need help. Okay. They need to help each other. And I love that. And then you have Miho who is in the process of not knowing who she is or who what, what people are saying she is, but she's starting to uncover or unleash some of that. And, and she doesn't even know how it's happening, but she knows at some point she can feel it. And it's this feeling of wanting to save others. So that is again, her basis, that is being a saint, right? Like she has this inherentness to her where she is wanting to protect and save those around who, around her who are not being saved. They, I mean, who are, who are not safe, who are getting um, killed left and right around her because of who she just is the reincarnation of. So she's like, is tapping into that, that savior and um, the savior complex in a way. And then also Vaughn starts to kind of trigger that for her as well, because she is, she feels connected to Vaughn. He's been protecting her and keeping her safe the entire time she's been attacked in Jeju. And she is 
seeing, you know, how much she values him and she kind of starts to realize like there's something going on him where he may need saving. And again, that motivates her even more where she's like, okay, I got to find out who this, who this savior is inside of me and I need to unleash her. Right. And so I just really love that. Um, and I also just love that Miho as a character is older. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of these kind of fantasy, um, type of stories kind of lean into being based around these kind of younger characters and kind of like, oh my gosh, this this young girl finds out she's really an ancient saint, you know? No, Miho is a grown woman, right? She is a grown woman, but she still kind of has this youthful um, immaturity and it's really, really kind of refreshing to watch at her age. And that's what makes it you know, her believing that she's this saint comes, you know, easy for her. Not easy, but it kind of like doesn't take her too much time to kind of recognize like, hey, I can't fight against what people are telling me, what all these kind of supernatural happenings, I can't fight this anymore. I I have to acknowledge that this may be real. And she thinks she's kind of like, a, you know, that people view her as like, a crazy person. She's like, I know I feel crazy, but like, this is really happening to me. And I think it is that kind of way they set up this, this character of being kind of a little, you know, I don't know. I would say, I want to say immature, but she's not immature. It's just, she's, there's something youthful about her and kind of like, um, you can tell she, 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 she doesn't know all that's going on in the world because she's been kind of in this, this space of wealth and, and that's all she knows and people take care of her and that kind of thing. So it's like easy for her to kind of not know how the real world works. So then when she's built, when she falls into a world that is supernatural, it's easy for her to kind of learn and believe that world as well. So I, I don't know. I just really, really like that aspect to this character, um, the Miho character. Um, but yeah, and then I did not bring back up a character that I mentioned briefly as, you know, being the brother of Vaughn, um, another human slash demon hybrid, Gong Tan. And Gong Tan, um, as an adult, is played by Sung Joon, who I adore, oh my gosh, I am so happy to see him. He is back and I love him in his little gray hair, like white hair that he has in this drama. Oh, love him. But he's basically one of our big villains in this and that he, unlike Vaughn, did not seem to lean into his human side. He leans it more into his demon side. So we have these two brothers who, um, it looks like Gung Tan, and we find out kind of at the end of episode, episode you know, five and six. Well, I think episode five, maybe, that he was locked up at one point and then he is then awakened and released. Um, and now we have the two brothers um, kind of going against each other. And I love it. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. So just overall, overall, this is one of my favorite things I'm watching right now. I cannot wait for the next episodes. Like I hope the story keeps itself intact and that we don't lose sight of the, the kind of the story that we have set up and the kind of growth and progression of the story. I hope it doesn't like skip a lot. You know, I just want it to feel seamless when we do jump back in. Um, I'm really nervous about that because again, this is a very long running webcomic. So I'm like, are we telling all of the webcomic in these 12 episodes? If we are, 
that's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be rough. And so I'm hoping that if we are doing it in the 12 episodes, the next six episodes actually um, do that justice. I really, really do. Um, I'm nervous because it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to fit all that story in just 12 episodes, okay? Um, and I will say this, the start of this um, this drama is, like I said, it goes immediately into the action. Like it does not waste a beat. So I think that was to the benefit of it and maybe how it will be able to tell the whole story in 12 episodes. Cause I mean, it jumped right into it and it does a really good job with playing with kind of flashback scenes and kind of explaining the, the, the kind of ancient times and what happened with the characters before they meet in the present day. And so I think they do a really good job with telling all the story without it feeling like they're, it's like losing me because they're so confusing and there's so much going on. Like, I think it does a really good job of setting up all the major players and still um, keeping it fun and moving and interesting. And it's not like just taking its time telling all this backstory. Like, no, it's like moving, it's moving, it's shaking. And I'm loving it. It's so fast paced. It's so Hollywood. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a compliment in this case because it's just like I said, the production value is there. It is so well produced. I am, I'm serious. Like you can tell the post-production, it took time for a reason and they should be very happy with it. They should be very, very happy with it. Um, and just, oh, and I have to say this about, okay, okay I'm getting ready to wrap this up. These are my thoughts, right? These are my, my midpoint thoughts. But Cha Un Wu. I have talked about him a little bit in passing over the last two seasons of my uh, podcast. Um, and most of the time, I'm not ranting and raving about him. Let me just say that. Most of the time, I'm not ranting and raving about him. And it's mostly because I feel like um, sometimes he doesn't pull his weight. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Any huge child flames. I'm so sorry. But I have to say, this is one of his best performances. I am so impressed by Unwu and his performance as Johan in this. I am so happy with it. He is definitely pulling his weight. I think what I've realized, and I was talking with one of my K-drama besties about this, um, I think is that he's not, for me, a romantic lead. He, he, he kind of crumbles a little bit under the romantic lead for me kind of role. But in this role where you can tell he has so much backstory um, and he has all these different elements to his character, you can tell he's really, really embraced it. And it shows, it really, really shows. So super, super impressed with Umbu in this had to shout him out had to and you know everybody else is just rock stars so I don't even have to shout them out because they're literal rock stars um but so good I don't even know what to say this drama is definitely top on my list already it's top on my list as one of the best dramas I'm watching this year hands down I am thoroughly impressed with it I think the production value is top notch I think the performances are top notch it has a beautiful setup as far as a fantasy supernatural one that is right down my alley. So I'm biased, obviously, but I am so excited about this drama and I can't wait to watch the second half. I can't wait to watch episodes seven through 12. I don't need it to continue after 12 episodes. Like I said, if they can successfully tell 
the full webcomic in these 12 episodes, that would be just enough for me. Um, especially the way it feels, it feels like a movie. It really has this production value of a Hollywood film. So I can see this being told in, you know, it doing itself justice in 12 episodes because it, it it can't I know it can so I'm hoping it does that um but even if they did have to like you know say this was the first 12 episodes was a season one and they can't they have to come back for a season two I would be there okay I would totally be there but given the amount of time that it took to produce this first these these 12 episodes I'm I'm pretty sure this is it I think these are all this this is the story in these 12 episodes but so good and I'm not even I'm not even done. This is where I am at midpoint. Um, so I did take a second. I stepped back, evaluated how I feel about Island, and after doing so, I have to say I am in love with this drama as of right now at this midpoint. And we're gonna see we're gonna see how they wrap things up on the next part. So if you're not watching Island, I I highly recommend you start it just to see, just to see. If you're not a big supernatural fantasy fan, then maybe. If you don't like demon slayers and exorcists, you're maybe, maybe not. But I, I love the notion of fighting against evil and demons. I don't know. It's just something very um, motivating about this concept of fighting demons. Because um, even if you think about it in a non-spiritual way or religious way, and you think about it in just kind of like what other things can be considered demons in anyone's life and this idea of like building up a kind of force building up the power and the strength to to venture into slaying those demons it just it's just it's one of my favorite stories to tell it really is it's so motivating oh my gosh so inspiring and motivating and so intense they get so so much action there's so much they're so fast-paced it's, it's, it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So watch Island if you're not watching it. It's on Amazon Prime. It is good. It is good. All right. So that's it, guys. That is my hold up midpoint thoughts on island so i will let you guys go but please let me know if you're watching this or if you've watched the first six episodes and how you're thinking about them i'll leave that as a question for you to answer on spotify all right so that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening i hope you're having a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.